Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Debbie Delight, brought to you by expandtheboxscore.com. With your hosts, Ricky Valero and Chris Stoops, bringing you all the guys who should be on your fantasy radar this season and leading into your upcoming rookie draft. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Debbie Delight, brought to you by Expand the Box Score. I am your host, Ricky, and I am joined each and every week with my partner in common co-host, Stoops. How are you today, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. It's another Monday, and uh, looking forward to my little weekly fun fact that I do every single week. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump into that. Um, so I was looking through, you know, going through some previous year um, rankings on 24-7, as I do every week, and I found a little, little interesting one that I kind of wasn't expecting. So... This one involves Saquon Barkley. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. We <laughs> we all know him as, you know, again, we said it on previous episodes. He's the 101 in a lot of people's books. He's just the next best thing. So it was interesting to find out that he was ranked 119th in his class. Oh he was gosh. the 13th overall running back. He was number two in his state. So obviously in his state, he was a, he was a big time guy, but he wasn't even number one in his state. He was only a four-star prospect. That blew my mind. And this kind of, to me, you've seen Saquon in the weight room. You, you've seen him on the field. You know, his workouts are insane. So to me, seeing these numbers, talent will only get you so far. Because, you know, Damian Harris was, a rank, was ranked above him. Ronald Jones was ranked above him. Darius Geis, who we know, he's just had some unfortunate injuries. Um, LJ Scott, Mike Weber, Mark Walton, and Dexter Williams were all guys ranked above him in oh, his God. class. But when you you have the talent, it only gets you so far. That work ethic, which we know Saquon has, that's what just sets you apart from everyone else. So I just found it interesting that, that him being what he is now and where where we all hold him on, you know, this this pedestal. Oh god, yeah. rightfully so from what we saw. For sure. He was only the thirteenth ranked running back in his class, which is still respectable. Don't get me wrong, that's not awful. But again, it's Saquon Barkley. You now, expect him to just be number one in his class, number one running back, number one everything. But at that time, like he he wasn't. Um, and it's just it just goes to to show, you know, again that work ethic and kind of where he got himself. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, especially when you talk about guys like Ronald Jones, who I think is like a year or two away from probably being out of the the, the league. I mean, he hasn't even been able to take it. He hasn't been able to beat Peyton Barber out of a job in Tampa. So that's kind of showing you where his career trajectory is there anyway. But that's insane. That's, that's, I I love the random fact of the week. That's, it's fantastic. And folks, on today's episode, uh, Stoops and I are going to dive right into the SEC this week. Obviously, there's a lot of guys we could talk about. We probably could have podcasted for at least three days straight about guys in the SEC, but we've narrowed them down to the guys that we think we should be talking about and the guys that should be on your radar. Obviously, uh, football season, NCAA season kicks off this week with a couple games, and then the following week, we have the real hard opening with a lot of teams going, but we're going to dive right into the SEC. 
All right, folks, obviously, just like we did with Clemson and, and, and the uh, ACC, we're going to talk about the one guy that is in everybody's radar and everybody's going to talk about, and obviously that's Tua with the, every letter in the alphabet last name. I'm going to let Stoops kick it off and even maybe try to butcher his name. Yeah, I've heard it pronounced a couple different ways. I'll leave it up to the experts. We know who we know who Tua is. So yeah, quarterback out of Alabama, six one, two eighteen. So you know, decent size. He's he's definitely not undersized, but he's not the Trevor Lawrence six six. You know, body frame, anything like that. But five star prospect coming out of high school, thirty two in his class, number one overall quarterback, number one in his state. He was he was a dual threat quarterback. You know, classified as that. Once he's got to college, he can run. We've seen it. But he's just kind of shown his arm more than anything, definitely with the Alabama offense. And I think just the weapons they have there is unbelievable. Um, it's just one, they're one of those programs. They just reload and reload and reload. But um, his numbers, you know, he, he was he had a phenomenal sophomore season, um, 3,900 plus yards, 43 touchdowns, only six interceptions. That's a 7.2 TD to interception ratio. That's phenomenal. Um, he looked very comfortable in the pocket. You know, he, he's able to feel the pressure, it seemed. He's able to move up in the pocket, get his get his passes out there. It looked like he had good touch on the ball. The one thing I did notice, um, by no means can I throw the ball way down the field, but he threw a very good 40 to 45-yard ball. But once you start getting past it, it just seemed like he lacked arm strength to get the ball further down the field, which, again, 40, 45 yards, that is no slouch of a throw exactly um but at the same time like at the nfl level at the next level personally again i am no professional scout here <laughs> but i would like to see a little bit further a little bit more comfort throwing the ball and he can work on that you know it, his mechanics are pretty solid um but i think he def there's definitely some improvement there but his rankings amongst the other quarterbacks basically in the 2018 year he was number six in passing yards um which was awesome, and he was only 49th in pass attempts. So that just shows you he he did throw the ball down the field quite a bit. And we'll talk about some some guys later on um, that that benefited from that um, completion percentage. He was number seven overall in the in the overall quarterback. So that's solid as well. And number three overall in, in touchdowns. So he had a very phenomenal year, and we all know how he comes in the championship game, you know, and just kind of takes over that in his freshman season. So he came on the map, and that's what created that controversy right there at the beginning of his sophomore season. Um, but he got that job, and he took it over. So there's definitely some good things I like about his game. There's some bad things. So I'm personally one that is actually on the fence about when he does declare, when he is in the NFL. And now, obviously, Debbie, we can draft them ahead of time, but, you know, other leagues that aren't Debbie – if I had the opportunity, I, I don't know if I would draft him. Obviously, Superflex, you have to kind of lean more towards it because he is the quarterback. You know his value is going to be insane. But I'm kind of on the fence. Like, I don't know how his game, how he will translate to the NFL level. Like, what do you think? Okay, so I don't want the entire Alabama world to, to uh, break out in hives and attack me here. Okay, look, I like to uh, – everything that you mentioned is – very much why everybody loves Tua. I just don't know if it's going to correlate into the NFL. And I could be wrong. Don't get me wrong. I've been wrong a lot of times. A lot of times. I'll be one to be safe. I thought Patrick Mahomes was going to be a bust in the NFL. He's proving me wrong, obviously. Um, I, I will say this, though. His Two of his worst games last year were against two of the best teams in college football. He was 10 of 25 for 164 yards, a touchdown, and two picks in that Georgia game. Yes, Georgia has the top-ranked offense. Or def they have one of the top-ranked defenses. Looked fantastic. They are good. 
he looked rough in that game. He looked shaky. They got to him. He benefits from playing some with some of the best players in college football year in and year out. You know what I mean? When you play at Alabama, you're playing at a level because you're at Alabama. Yes, he has to be that good to be behind the center. He does, period. And what he did in that national championship game the year prior was the reason why he was the quarterback. And he has the stats he does. It does concern me if he can translate that to the next level, if he's not going to have the the Judys and the, and the other guys you know, with him, is he going to be able to be that good? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, again, I'm not going to say he's going to be a bust, but I've got questions. I've got a lot of questions. If you look at his drive, if you look at the drive summary from the Clemson game, it ran like this. Pick six, touchdown, field goal, interception, downs, downs, punt. That's, that's his exactly every single drive from that game. He struggled in that game against Clemson. And Clemson's defense was good. I, I didn't think they were that grand. Now, don't get me wrong. They, they, were, they were good, especially in the two games leading up to the national championship. But I just don't think they that, – that I feel like Tua should have played a little bit better in that game than he did. He looked rough in that game as well. He did have the 43 touchdowns. He did have the six picks. But four of those picks came in two of the biggest games of the years. He's got the talent. He makes some throws. But he scares me. I don't know if he's going to translate to the NFL. He can be one of those quarterbacks that we talk about 10 years from now. And he's just like every other SEC quarterback outside of Eli and Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? I, I you know, I can't, you know, if you think back of, of um, trying to think of the other quarterbacks, uh, like the McElroy and, the, um, and the, uh, the other one that just, oh man, I'm running from, Alabama quarterback from two years ago, the guy that's on, uh, yeah, but all the quarterbacks in Alabama, yes. So those guys have struggled once they transition into the NFL. I think it's they suffer some from the lack of transition from the talent that they play with in Alabama to the talent they end up playing with on the uh, future teams that they play on. Again, I'm not going to sit here and say that two is not a great football player in college. I'm just not sure if it's going to translate to the NFL. I have a lot of questions about that. No, and I, I completely agree with you, and that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Where you know, I'm not going to transition to to a different quarterback per se, but like with Kyler Murray, for example, people fell in love with him, and I was the same way. I just I don't see it. I, I and obviously it's preseason. He he looked rough, but it's preseason, so I'm I'm not you know I'm not going exactly. on that that direction. Exactly. But I just. I just when he was coming in, the way you just talked about Tua is how I was talking about Kyler. I just I just didn't see it. So I completely agree with what you're saying. You know, there's there's there are good things about Tua's game, but to your point, I I don't know how he'll translate. And like you said, you know, Alabama quarterbacks just have have kind of been inconsistent once they make it to the next level. I think that they have a good system for the um the college level, but once they get get to the pros, it just doesn't doesn't seem to translate as well. Yeah, and that's that's my biggest thing. I mean, like, if you're telling me if I could pick between Travis Lawrence or Tua, I mean, it's not even really a question to me. Like, it's hands down Lawrence. Like, Lawrence to me is the best quarterback in college football, hands down. Like, it's uh, hands down my favorite quarterback in college football right now. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, Tua's going to go in the top probably 5, 10 next year. It's going to happen. You know what I mean? Alabama's going to be good at football again this year. Alabama's going to produce – but when he transitions, I'm not I'm not sold on him becoming the next big thing in the NFL. I'm just it's 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 not what I what I I see happening in the near future. 
And I could be wrong. Again, I mean, all Alabama fans in 10 years, you want to call me up or send me a message on Twitter? Ah, remember that time? I'm good with it. You know what I mean? It's cool. I, I think he, I think he's one of those guys that will really, really benefit from, from being drafted to a team that has a quarterback that might be, you know, I don't know. Let's just say someone, I know Russell Wilson's got some years left, but you know, something like that where Aaron Rodgers, for example, he sat behind Brett Favre for what, two, three years, however long it was. I don't remember exactly, but he sat behind one of the greats of all time and he learned from him. I think Tua would benefit tremendously from that. And I think a lot of NFL organizations are doing the quarterbacks now a disservice by bringing them in right off the bat. Like even Mahomes, he got to sit a whole entire year. Yep. Was Is Alex Smith, you know, a huge, you know, just this amazing quarterback? No, but he got the job done. He knew what needed to happen. He exactly. could teach Mahomes. I think too was one that would truly benefit from sitting behind a quarterback, even if it is just a year. Sit behind I would him, love for him to learn, go to like learning, San Diego and learn a year behind Phillip Rivers, you know, a year or two yeah. Behind for the rivers and then go out there i that's that's the thing like i mean that's you're 100 right a lot of the reason why these quarterbacks are in the nfl come into college and they just become or come out of college and go right in the nfl could become a bust because they're just throwing them out there i do mm-hmm. like the idea of what the redskins are doing they're saying case keenum's going to start week one you know what i mean i yeah. like the fact that because i like haskins i think haskins is i gonna, love haskins i think haskins i mean he did one year in college but he looks like he was he's one he's my favorite quarterback from this from the draft you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, he was light years better than daniel jones and and you didn't, like, you didn't like jones <laughs> sorry andy no. no jones is jones is awful but i mean the fact that 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 Haskins is has the opportunity, and it might not be the entire season. I mean, you're talking about Jake, you know, you're talking about Gruden, who's probably on the hot yeah. seat. So Haskins might be there at some point, but the fact that week one he's probably not going to be the starting quarterback, that's what they need to do with some of these guys. No, he doesn't have Case Keenum's not the best quarterback in the world, but I can imagine he's a pretty good guy to be around to learn from. You know what I mean? He's been around, he's done a lot of things. So. If you're right, if Tua has the opportunity to come into the NFL and learn from a a great quarterback, yeah, then he might succeed. But if he if he goes, throws him, they throw him to the Wolves like they're doing with Murray, doesn't yep. stand a chance. I agree. All right, now that we ran it about Tua for ten solid minutes here, <laughs> <laughs> let's transition over to your first guy. Who do you got for us? So my first guy is, um, and you 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 knew it was going to be coming. As soon as we <laughs> we brought up the SEC, I had to talk about one of my A and M guys here. So, um, Courtney Davis, wide receiver. Um, he is twenty twenty eligible. Um, six two, two hundred pounds. So pretty solid size. You know, maybe if he could put on a couple pounds, that'd be awesome. But you know, even then, at the size he's at, I'd like him. He's a four star coming out of high school. Um, he was the 23rd overall ranked wide receiver and he was 21 in the state. So wasn't a highly, you know, touted receiver um, coming out of high school. But man, when he got to A&M, he he definitely stepped up and, and put up some solid numbers. Um, this last season, he was number three on the team in, in, in total yard distribution. He was at 11.3 percent of the total yards. The two people ahead of him are now in the NFL. Travion Williams was number one and Jay Sternberger, number two. So Courtney Davis is definitely someone who is a part of that offense. He had a 22.9% dominator rating. So that's, that's phenomenal. Um, 60.5 catch percentage. He had seven touchdowns. Um, Loved his game. Absolutely loved it. Um, One thing I noticed watching some film on him and in college, the rule is get one foot down. That's all you got to do is get one foot down. I noticed on not all of them, but I would say at least 75% of his, his catches, 
he tried to get two feet down every time. I love that. So if, if he's already trying to do that, imagine at the next level, he's 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 light years ahead of a lot of these guys. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's programs in out there, and I'm not saying A&M is one that's above anyone else necessarily, although I'm a huge fan, but maybe they teach that there. I don't know. Or maybe that's just something he has done on his own, going to clinics, going to camps, whatever the case may be. And they said, look, learn this now, and it transitions way easier down the road. Um, he fights for extra yards every time. He He's smart about it. He goes out of bounds when he needs to, but I'd say nine times out of ten, he's fighting for that extra yard. It may be only one. It may end up being five. He just fights for it every time. He's a strong hand catcher, doesn't catch with his body too often, which is what you want to see. And he he seemed to be a very good route runner, um, very crisp with it, didn't uh, didn't kind of slouch around and you know barely make his way out of it. So um, loved his route running, just loved watching him. And like I said, the biggest thing was getting those two feet down. Um, he definitely seemed to be a, a red zone target, someone that Kellen Mond um, targeted quite a bit in the red zone. He had six catches in the red zone, not a whole lot, but they were all touchdowns. All touchdowns. All six of them were touchdowns. That's the one thing so, I was going to mention is the 14 targets in the red zone, which you love yeah. already. Six catches, six touchdowns. You can't, you can't really, uh, you can't really complain about that at all. Exactly. So you know, and and he put up some solid numbers again playing in the SEC, and they even played Clemson last year. He put up some pretty solid numbers against some of those top top um, top defenses. Didn't necessarily blow you away, just you know those video game numbers. Um, he had 139 receiving yards against South Carolina. Didn't have a touchdown, but 66.7 catch percentage against them. Clemson, 66.7 catch percent, 39 yards and a touchdown. Again, when you're looking at a fantasy stat line, you know, that's not going to blow you out of the water. But if that's getting you, you know, two catches, two, so we're looking at 11, 12 points roughly, you know, you'll take that every week. So it's one of those, obviously, college defense, NFL defense, different. But he's getting you those catches. He's getting you those touchdowns and just the great catch percentage. He's in the offense. He's, he's big, big there. The one thing that does concern me is the quarterback play. I have been on record saying it to many, many people. I truly believe Nick Starkle should have been the quarterback all along. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Kellen Mond's the quarterback, so we got to live with it and go go with there, live and die by him. Um, but he's, he, Kellen Mond's very inconsistent, I'll say it. So that's my biggest concern as far as, uh, you know, stats for Davis. Um, but as a player, as what he can do when he gets that ball, he he's electric. Um, love watching him play. Absolutely love watching him play. Yeah, he's really fantastic. You hit on a lot of things that I was going to mention. Uh, I, the other thing that I really like about him, I mean, ha, you know, a little over half his, a little over half of his catches were for first downs, twenty-four first downs. That's 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 money alone right there. I love those. I love that's one of the big numbers that I really like because you mentioned it. He likes to dive and he likes to try to get that extra yard, and that shows whenever you show a guy he's got forty-six catches and twenty-four of them went for first downs. That's fantastic numbers. I love it. Uh, red zone stuff you, you touch on as well. Everything you say, this kid's got some potential, and quarterback plays. I think that that's one of the things I was going to talk about. The quarterback play. He doesn't he doesn't have the opportunity to play with somebody like a two, a Trevor Lawrence, or stuff like that. So if he's putting up these kind of numbers with a lower, not not necessarily that next tier quarterback, but with a decent quarterback, you know, imagine what he could do in the NFL with an actual NFL NFL style quarterback. I think he's got a lot of potential, and uh, yeah, I, I liked what I saw out of this kid. And the the red zone stuff is the big thing that kind of stood out to me as well the first guy i'm going to talk about look i mean we started Tua, and now we're going to go with a couple of guys that you know you probably a you never heard of or b that needs to be on your radar so kalijah lipscomb uh out of vanderbilt um I, I cannot tell you like i 
you can you can ask Stoops. Like this is one of the first guys I was going to talk about. Um, obviously, I, I live in Nashville, so I know Limscombe a little bit more than most. But three-star recruit out of New Orleans. Um, he's easily overlooked um, because he's not playing for you know he's not playing for the big SEC schools. You know, he's playing for Vanderbilt. You know, Vanderbilt's not known as a necessarily a football school, but these guys do play football and they're pretty good at it. He's a great leader on and off the football field, hands down. Um, what he does on the field and what he does off the field is why he's going to be in the next level. And that's why I got so many, I got, I got eyes on this guy. I mean, any, any league I'm in, I'm keeping my eye on this guy because you know what? He's been on the team. Like there's nobody else. He's clear cut number one on this roster. There's another, there's question about who's going to be number two. There's no question about who number one is. 34, 34% of the market share in targets last year, monster numbers. Okay. Every year, that he's played with his team, he's he's stepped up to the plate and gotten better and better. First year, 27 catches, 319, two touchdowns. Year two, 37, 6, 10, 8. Year, year three, 90, 937, 9. He even had 14 carries and 75 yards and a touchdown last year as well out of the backfield. He is 11, 11 targets, 7 catches, 6 touchdowns in the red zone. He also had 3 carries in the red zone as well that resulted in that touchdown that he did get. I'm telling you right now, I love this kid. I love him. He's, his numbers this year are going to be even better. I think that he's going to be one of those lower cut guys. Look, he's not your he's not your Judy's. You know what I mean? He's not that guy. But right now he's 93rd on the big on the 2020 big board that I was looking at, which is like a low third, high fourth. I feel like he might you know come up a little bit. He might be a third round pick. But folks, a, a number two, number three receiver that's going to consistently put out what he can do. I love watching this kid play football. He's he's just ha- he's just made for football, and and the way he's he's got great hands. I love his hands. I I, uh, I think he he handles his possessions well as well. He brings the ball down. He is he makes this. I'm not telling you 90, 90, 90 catches last year, nine hundred thirty seven yards, nine touchdowns on a Vanderbilt team. Vanderbilt team. You know what I mean? So imagine him on a, on a with again just like. Uh, just like uh, uh, Davis we were talking about. You know what I mean? If he's playing with a, a better quarterback, a better system, a better this, imagine what kind of stats he can put out there with those guys. I love Lipscomb. I think he's fantastic. He's, 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 there's a reason why he's on the, you know, the uh, SEC pre- all, you know, all, um, preseason All-American list. There is a reason why, Stoops. I completely agree. And, you know, all the things you hit on are are stats that I had written down as well. Um, 90 catches. He was actually ranked. Now, these are number the rankings basically I got were were basically just kind of in that regular season range. I didn't have the bowl games or conference or, um, you know, uh, conference championship games or anything like that added on there or anything, but um, number 10 in the country and in, in catches. And again, at Vanderbilt, exactly. you wouldn't expect that. You would not expect that receiving touchdowns. He was tied for sixth in the whole country. So to be at Vanderbilt, put up numbers that are that high caliber, just speaks volumes for his play on the field and what he is capable of doing, you know, beating players um, in that 50, 50 balls or just beating them after the catch with his, his agility or whatever the case may be, just being able to do that is unbelievable. He was number one on the team in dominator rating 33.4% there. So he is definitely, definitely a, a favorite target in that offense. Um, he was actually number two in the team on basically team, um, the scrimmage yards distribution. He was number two on the team at 20.9 behind Keyshawn Vaughn, who 
is just another guy we could go on for for hours about. He's going to be phenomenal this year. I wouldn't be shocked if this Vanderbilt team actually surprises a couple teams on on given weeks. If they are clicking week to week, I would not be shocked if they upset some teams throughout the season and and really shake up that SEC. So it's going to be interesting. They're a team as a whole you should watch out for. They're not going to be a top powerhouse program, no. But they've got the talent. It's there, and it starts with with Lipscomb. It does. I mean, he had big games against Notre Dame, 11 catches, 89 yards. That was a big monster game. They played Tennessee State, yeah, not exactly the greatest of schools. But look, nine catches, 174 yards, um, two touchdowns in that game. Florida game, four catches, 64 yards. I mean, he came to play against some of these bigger schools. Tennis, UT, they played eight catches, 86 yards. I mean, he had, again, he, he got the ball out of the backfield, too. I love that they're utilizing him outside the back uh outside of the receiving position as well i look for a big year from him and i fully expect him to be this guy should be on your radar i mean he's a solid solid number three receiver coming in to this coming up year's draft and i i I put hands on him any way i could guys absolutely folks stoops who you got next on the list buddy First, uh, I'm sorry, the next guy that I've got here is a wide receiver out of Alabama, Jalen Waddle. This guy is fast, like <laughs> stupid fast. You watch him on the feet, you know, of course, YouTube, you can find his highlights all over the place. I found actually him and um, Henry Ruggs had a had a race, 40-yard dash, and they actually were very, very close. Um, so they're both very fast. But Jalen Waddle especially, he was just, he was pulling away from guys. And, you know, whenever he runs a cross route even, he he catches the ball and he still separates from everyone it's just unbelievable how fast he is big time deep threat um on his seven touchdowns that he had six of them were 20 yards or more he had a 20 yard 53 yard 77 yard 21 51 and a 94 yard touchdown he he just and and a lot of those actually were deep passes so that's kind of where i got a couple of my 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 two uh you know that 40 45 yard ball he throws it very well there, but Jalen uh, Jalen Waddle was on the receiving end of a lot of those. But he's just he's a deep threat. He is just stupid fast. He's a special punt returner. Um, one thing I found kind of crazy was he seems to be heavily targeted on first and ten or first and ten plus, whatever the case may be. He had 27 targets on first and ten or more, and 23 catches, 475 yards, and four touchdowns. So he is targeted early in the downs. And then whenever he's targeted again, it's more of that mid-level. So second and you know medium or third and medium is kind of that next area where he's he's targeted. But he is heavily targeted on first and long or first and ten, essentially. Um, it's just insane to see see what he can do on the field. And, and again, it's just special to watch guys who can just catch a ball and just break away from people. And you know the other guys they're playing against are fast, and he's pulling away from them. So that's just insane. And again, to that first and ten plus um, targets he had on on the seventy um, or seventy so did seventy total targets. Forty seven point four of them altogether were first and ten plus. So he's targeted early, um, which you know that just kind of comes down to Alabama's game plan. They've got other guys on the field. They've got the the Henry Ruggs. Um, you know, there's another guy that they've got on that field. Um, De- what's his name? Devontae Smith, I think, was someone else. Yeah, yeah Devontae Smith, yeah. and then obviously Jerry Judy. We we all know him and. 
well, spoiler, but we'll, we'll touch base on him in a little <laughs> yeah, bit. But um, exactly. sorry to, to do that. But, um, they've got guys everywhere. You know, it's just it's unbelievable. Insane. So for him to, to do what he's done, he's 5'10", 177. So he's definitely not a huge guy. But that's where that speed comes into play. Um, and he was only a four-star prospect coming out of high school. So that's kind of interesting to see. Um, number five receiver and number three in his state. So definitely, you know, a, a, from receiver standpoint, highly ranked, you know, prospect coming out of high school. So um, went to Alabama, had some solid games, obviously, against Tennessee, 117 yards and a touchdown against Georgia. Again, we talked about that Georgia defense, um, very solid defense. 113 yards and a touchdown as well, four catches in that one. So he put up very respectable, very solid numbers against a lot of top-notch defenses around the country. You know, there's a few things that I like. I mean, he's got almost an 80% catch rate, and I think the number would be higher, to be honest with you, if he would have had more, like if he'd had more targets, because there's a couple games he had uh, four targets, he caught one ball. So obviously that's going to affect the bottom line whenever it comes down to his target percentage and stuff like that. This guy... This guy, again, uh, we're not in the business to exactly say this guy looks, but this guy reminds you very much of Ty- Tyreek Hill. Um, the way they get this guy the ball, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable, because you're, you're, you're right. I mean, four-star guy in Alabama, it's kind of weird that he's he's up on this level, playing this level. And then if you look at the, the uh, scrimmage yards con- uh, distribution here, you got obviously you got Judy, you got Damian Harris, you got Josh Jacobs. You know, Harris gone, Jacobs is gone, Irv Smith's gone, that's 10% as well. I mean there's room for improvement here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This stuff that I love that you even mentioned five of the seven, five of the seven touchdowns actually went for 49 or more yards. If you want to dive into that a little bit, more, yep. that's insane. This guy is either going to, you throw him a short screen and he's taking it to the house or you're hit. He's running past your, he's running past your cornerback and he's going to, he's going to catch a ball and he's going to score a touchdown. It is unbelievable. This guy is going to be so much fun to watch on the in the NFL. It's going to be glorious wherever team this goes they're going to be able to use him exactly like the same way that the chiefs use tyree kill it's it's beautiful he's also again a very good returner we still have two more years of out of him in alabama which is the the great thing correct right so we've got two more seasons so judy is gone after this year so think about that as well so judy's gone next year obviously they've got other talent as well you know that's going to come up and step up into the plate but to think about that for five seconds this guy still has two more years to improve. So in year one, you saw what he could do. You know, forty-five catches, eight forty-eight. You know what I mean? Like that's it's fourteen yards per target. Like that's insane. This guy average was it like I think it's eighteen point eight yards per catch. Yep, ah, it's absurd. And then the, of course you you hit on the touch the punt return. You know, sixteen 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 punt returns. 233 yards and, and uh, average of 14, and he even took one to the house against Louisiana. So I love I love Waddle, and and to be honest with you, that's going to obviously lead um, right into the next guy we're going to talk about. Um, we've both said his name a couple times now. Of course, that is Jerry Judy. Um, I I don't know I don't know what to say. I I, I to be honest with you, I, I feel like I I feel like I fall in love with a new guy every week. Um, like I said, I'm scratching the surface a lot here with my college football knowledge, but Jerry Judy might be one of the favorite players I've ever seen catch the football in college football. Five-star recruit. He sits at number two ranked player, not position, player on Matt Miller's 2020 big board right now. Great route runner, amazing hands. There's one thing that I love about him that not a lot of people obviously mention, but obviously doing my research on him Finding it on 24-7, stuff like that. He played cornerback in high school as well. 
So there's one thing that I used to love about that is a guy that used to play cornerback also, you know, he knows how to play receiver. You know what I mean? So he knows what to look for whenever he's playing the receiver position. He knows how to he knows how to play the ball is basically what I'm trying to say. He's fast, he's shifty. By the way, Judy, if you're looking for somebody that you need to do a hype video, I'm your man, guy. I'm telling you, I've got it all worked <laughs> out for you. This guy is out of the world talent, hands down my favorite receiver heading into the season. He led Bama with a 20% market share in touches last year. Absolutely gorgeous. 32% of his touches went for 22 plus yards. 68 catches, 1,315 yards, 14 touchdowns, four multiple touchdown games, touchdown or 100 yards in 12 of 15 games. Judy is a star, period. Look, you have Cooper, you have Julio, and now you're going to have Judy. I'm telling you, in a few years, we're going to be talking about this guy amongst one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's going to be, I have no doubt in my mind, this guy's going to be a top five pick next year. I don't have, and I'm not, I don't highly recommend taking receivers that early in drafts sometimes in the actual NFL draft, but I, I, I love this kid. I love watching him play. He's a big time playmaker. He, a game against Oklahoma, four catches, 73 yards and a touchdown. In the championship game, lost to Clemson, five catches, a buck 39 and a touchdown. I mean, this guy is clutch. He's, I'm telling you, this is what he's one of the best prospects wide receivers that I've seen in quite a while. And I'm so excited to watch him this year and watch him grow. I mean, I don't know where he's going to grow to. I mean, obviously last year, 1,350 yards, you know, 14 touchdowns, but he's a star, period, end of story. I, I love the kid, Stoops. I love him. I, I completely agree. And you you literally hit on on everything that you could say about the kid. He's he's just phenomenal to, to, to watch him on the field and what he can do again he's got the talented receivers around him and he's the best of them all. Like he, he is the top guy on that team as far as receivers go. Yes. Josh Jacobs. He, he took up a lot of, a lot of touches last year, but you know, um, Jerry Judy, he's arguably the best player on that team last season. And he will be the best player on this year's team as well. So just to watch him play, see what he can do. It, it's just unreal. He was number five in the country in total touchdowns. I see that number going up. They do like to run the ball. You know, they've still got Najee Harris there. So they've got some guys. And of course, we talked about Trey Sanders. That's still sad news. So we won't go there. But if he would have been on the field, you know, they would have taken some touches on the ground um, as far as red zone and in, in, in rushing touchdown aspects of things. But I think Jerry Judy, I think he will go above that 14 touchdown mark this year, which is 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 phenomenal amongst itself. And I think he goes above that. And, and the crazy thing is, he might go down in yardage, but I think touchdown goes up. I just think they move that ball around a lot. But Jerry Judy's the go-to guy there. He, When Tua gets in trouble, you got to think. He's like, where's Judy? Where's Judy? And 100%. he just throws it. And he he's confident. He knows he's going to come down with the ball more times than he doesn't. So it, it's just to watch that, that, that offense, it pains me to say, but they are probably one of my favorite offenses to watch in the country. And it pains me to say that, especially when they play the A&M, when they play A&M. So, yeah, but, one other thing that I like to talk about, the fact that, you know, I, I talk about one of my favorite stats is first downs, and we talk about that a lot is, I talk about it a lot, I love, I love the stat, but 38 first downs last year. I mean, 38 of his 68 catches resulted in first downs. I mean, it, it, that's... That's a guy that knows where the marker is. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. He's got the experience. I love watching Judy. I'm telling you, I could talk about this guy all day long. I, I love and that. 
And and that number is huge. You know, once you once they get to the NFL, you know, and whatever the case may be, a lot of times leagues, not a lot of times, but I've seen some leagues where you get, you know, X amount of points per first down. A lot of times it's more geared towards the tight end position. But if they do that across the league, having a guy like Judy who knows where the marker is and gets you those first downs a lot, that's that's just adds to his value more than more than he's already already up there in value. Exactly. Who do you got for us next? Next guy that I've got here is actually one of my favorite quarterbacks that I have, have watched in quite some time. Uh, quarterback out of Georgia, Jake Fromm. Um, obviously, we we knew about him. You know, his freshman year came on and, and led them to the, the national championship and had some, some decent numbers. He didn't really blow you out of the water. 2,400 yards his freshman season, 22 touchdowns um, and seven interceptions. Followed that up his sophomore season, 2,700 yards, 30 touchdowns and six interceptions. So definitely in, in improved on the passing touchdown aspects of things. Very, very consistent with his passes. Good completion percentage, uh, 67.3 completion percentage his sophomore season. I would like to see that even go up a little bit more higher and, you know, get into the 70 mark, you know, with the talent he has around him, I will say he did lose some receivers. Um, so that's going to hurt him. Riley Ridley's gone. Miko Hardman's gone. So that's definitely going to help. But honestly, the, um, the, the top targets that he's got sitting there, he got a huge transfer coming in. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy. Demetrius Robertson, um, he played uh, played at Cal his, his freshman season, and he had 50 receptions, 767 yards, and seven touchdowns at Cal his freshman year. He got hurt, so he got a medical redshirt his sophomore year. So he um, he's now at Georgia. He's a, He was a five-star prospect, number one receiver coming out. So that's going to be a huge target for him. Dominic Blaylock and then Tommy Bush as well. So um, he's got some targets there. He's got some guys, and obviously he's got the uh, – the ever so loved running back there as well. That's going to help him get some some passing out of the backfield. But um, yeah, that nobody. He was, <laughs> yeah, he, he was a, he was a top guy. Um, number three quarterback coming out of high school. Um, number four in his his class. Um, he was a pro style or is a pro style quarterback. Six two two twenty. So got some decent size to him as well. Um, he just he just puts up puts up numbers. He's very very calm. He's got a strong arm. Love his patience in the pocket. Um, he goes through through his progressions very very well. One thing I've noticed, he's obviously got his first target look and not there. He goes very very smooth to that next transition. I love that. And one other thing I noticed while watching some film on him is he's accurate on his passes even while on the run. Um, doesn't <laughs> yep. happen too terribly often, but. Um, He's got the ability to do it. So basically, you know, give that play action play and still has an accurate, accurate ball coming off the run. So I'm um, very <laughs> interested to see what he can do this year. And I absolutely love him. Love him. Yeah, it's funny you say that because it's one of the big things that I noticed when I was watching some of the some of the actual footage of tape you can actually find on the guy, but he's very he's not exactly the most mobile guy in the world, but he's no. he's that Tom Brady mobile in the pocket. It it's it's kind of a label of its own, you know what I mean? He's not the most uh, he's not going to run and get five thousand yards, but he's gonna, he's able to sh he's able to make moves in the pocket and be able to throw on the run, which can extend plays. And he has he throws a nice ball. He throws a beautiful ball, and the way he's able to fit in tight spaces makes me man. I just love throwing watching a quarterback. He just puts it in. It looks like it's going to be intercepted, or it looks like mm -hmm. it's going to be whatever you know. It's it's not going to be caught, but it's caught. Um, Big time game against Alabama last year. Big time. 
big time game from against Alabama. 300 yards, uh, three touchdowns against them. He was fit, magnificent in that game. He's really solid against uh, Texas as well last year. Uh, he had some big games last year. I, I like this kid. I, I to be honest with you, prior. Uh, prior to you know talking about him, I I didn't really know about a lot about Jake from State Farm. I, I really didn't. I, <laughs> I I didn't know a lot about him. But um, <clears throat> sorry, but he's got he's got some room for growth. But he's very cool in the pocket. I love it. I love his eye for the field. Um, what I like to think about that is whenever you're talking about a quarterback and he's got the eye for the football field, that's not something that you can teach. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. It's yep. not taught at all. Period. It's one of those things where. You either have it or you don't, and this kid has it. And, and I'm very impressed, and I'm very excited to see this kid play this year because, to be honest with you, and, and this goes back on some of the stuff that I was saying earlier, but I like – if I was having to choose between Jake and Tua, I would take G- Jake, period. I'm sorry. I, I That's not going to be a popular choice amongst the masses, but this kid's got raw. He's a pro-style quarterback that's ready to throw the football. I would be – I would I, I would put the as long obviously as long as we see the the consistent improvement that we've seen the first two years I really like what I've seen out of this kid and I think that he's got a lot of potential for that next level. I completely agree, and I don't know if you've watched it, but um, the the show on Netflix QB One yeah. um, Beyond the Lights he was on there, so you see he he was yeah you know, obviously you're in high school he's a kid he's still going to be goofy whatever and I'm sure he still is but to see his discipline he had that switch he's at home with his family his friends he's a goofy kid when he goes to practice he's on the field that on those Friday night games it was just he didn't seem like watch a 17 that. 18 year old kid I've got to watch that cuz I mean I I love I love that I love that stuff and 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 you're right man I I don't know he just has the, he has the intangibles that you you mm-hmm. like in a quarterback you know what I mean that's Again, that's those, those those things that you can't be taught. You know what I mean? And that's you know the first guy there, last guy out type deal. You exactly. Know what I mean? he, he's he's just the guy that you don't have to worry about him off the field. He's not going to be the one. You know, yeah, sure, he's going to go out, have some fun with friends, whatever. But he's not the guy you have to worry about off the field. He's he he's very disciplined um, in his daily life, and and as a quarterback especially, that's just phenomenal to see. I love seeing that, especially at the age on on that show. With the at the age he was at then, maturity at that age is that. insane, insane. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that—that's the stuff that kind of blows my mind. Exactly. And um, you, you just happened to mention the guy that he's going to get to play with this next year is uh, DeAndre Swift. Um, he's from the greatest city in the world, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, I was born about an hour outside there, so that's why it's the greatest city in the world. But uh, ran a four-four-three <laughs> forty, five-star recruit. Um, he's powerful. He's explosive. He's got great feet, and in the open field, he's hard to bring down, which is fantastic, obviously, as a running back. Um, big key for me, he's a pass catcher who can run routes. He's a dual threat. It's huge in fantasy purposes, obviously, because that means he can be on the field for three downs and you're not worried about him. Um, and, and obviously, he's good. That means you don't have to worry about whenever you're on a hurry-up offense or anything like that, that man can stay on the football field. So coming into the next level, that's going to be, you know, it, it's going to be impressive, obviously. Um, year one... Um, you know, this is technically, you know, year one, I mean, only 163 carries, which is not a lot, 163 carries, uh, 1049 and 10 touchdowns to go with, uh, then he had 32 catches, 297, three touchdowns. Um, let's just say, even if he touches the ball 250 times this year, you're looking at a low mileage guy that doesn't have a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of, uh, touches on his, uh, wheels already as is. 30% market share for scrimmage yards last season for the team. This is a very good team, very solid team. They're going to rely on him this year. Some of the big games that he impressed me with uh, against UT, 72 yards, two total touchdowns. 
uh, against the Gators, 117 total yards and a touchdown. Auburn, he he ran Auburn off the field last year, um, 186 yards on the ground. Then he had 43 through the air, and he had a touchdown as well. And, of course, against that very good Alabama defense, he caught uh, he had 75 yards on the ground, and they had 63 through the air. He had six catches for 63 yards, and he had a pair of touchdowns as well. Um, Swift and Fromm, I think they're probably – one of the better combinations in the league this year. I'm looking forward to seeing them in action together. I, I really am. I completely agree with you. Um, it, it's and, and you even said it. Swift, I think he's already a, a prominent you know figure in that offense. I think this year he's going to be even more so. They are going to give him more carries because again we mentioned I mentioned you know a couple of those receivers that were gone. So they're going to they're going to have those receivers that step up. They're going to be perfectly fine, but I do think he gets some more more catches out of the backfield. They kind of get him more more involved in that aspect and then just more carries in general. Um I think he he's just phenomenal. He's this running back class, I tell you. you it's know, loaded. There, there's it's there's loaded. just so many names and to have him be arguing you know everyone has their preference whether it's travis Etienne, jonathan taylor deandre swift jk dobbins it doesn't matter you take your pick and you're going to be fine but to me swift i just his his complete game he is a phenomenal runner exactly you said it you said it he he is not easy to take down and then the fact that he can catch out of the backfield very consistently at that, yep. you know, he, he, he did not drop or I'll be honest. I didn't watch as much in depth film. It's just harder to find now, but he did not drop many passes, whether it be a bad throw did he physically dropped it. It doesn't matter. It was not happening often. He was making sure he came down with that ball and what he did after it. It's he's just, you give him the ball and let him go. It's, it's just crazy to watch him play. You know, he, he's definitely one of my top running backs in this next class. I absolutely love him. I cannot wait to see what he does this this year yeah the, to factor that in as well i mean he had one two three four five games last year we had four plus catches that's impressive mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's that's what makes a complete back and what that's what in my opinion and i agree with what 100 what you said that sets him apart from some of the other guys is that he's that dual threat out of the backfield and that's very important especially in fantasy you know what i mean if you have a running back that has a let's just say the one week he had uh yeah, I'm trying to pick a week here. One week, he, or even against Texas, okay, the Texas game, he, he didn't have a very good game. He had eight carries, 12 yards. One and a half carry, one and a half yards per carry in the ground. But caught five balls, 30 yards, and a touchdown. You know what I mean? So you factor all that in. If you're playing in a PPR league, you're looking at, you know, 15, you know, 15 extra points that, you know, or 14 extra points that you might not get from the guy that just had eight carries for 12 yards. You know what I mean? He got one point out of the guy. You know what I mean? So he's got that capability of providing points on both sides of the football, or both sides, you know, both receiving and at, at the running back position as well. So it's a very impressive, and I think that you're right. I mean, the big thing that I, I can't wait to see is that was just scratching the surface last year. You know what I mean? He didn't even have 20 carries, 20 plus carries at all last year. I mean, the highest carry he had was 17. He had, he had I think there was like six games here where he had underneath, under 10 carries in the game. So think about they're going to feed him. You're right. They lost a lot of weapons. They're going to feed this the guy the ball. That's why I said I, I can see him easily touching the ball 250 times this year. No questions. You know what I mean? And, and six yards of carry, nine yards of catch, exponentially add that, add 50, 60 more uh, uh, receiving or you know catches or rushes per that. I mean, we're talking probably close to 2,000 yards, total yards for him this year. 
Well, and 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 I I, I completely agree. You know, he's he's definitely going to get the ball a lot more. I think though, basically with Zamir White coming back, so he he got hurt last year, missed the whole season. If I remember correctly, tore his ACL. Um, but from what I hear, he's coming back stronger than than he was before. So I think Zamir White is going to help alleviate some of those carries. But to your point, if he does not hit above two hundred, even two hundred twenty-five carries, I'd be surprised. I definitely see him getting a lot of carries, but I think Zamir White's going to be one of those guys that comes in and can help relieve him, you know, which, give which, him that break and all that, which is just phenomenal for his, his longevity you exactly. know, going into the pros. Right. Exactly. Cause like we said, I mean, like I touched on here, you know, less than 200 carries last year. Yep. I mean, this past year, if, if he even touches the ball, he's got the low mileage on him as well. So I think that's exactly. fantastic as well. I mean, the SEC as a whole, I mean, I love talking about him obviously because they're just loaded with talent. You know what I mean? It, it is. And it's hard to pick, you know, six guys that we just wanted to talk about outside of Tua. But, I mean, they're loaded with talent, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's, it's, it's exciting. We've got college football starting this weekend. we got a couple games. I'm excited about it as well. So, um, folks, do us a favor. Um, where we get a lot of our stats these days is, is this man, magnificent college football database, and, and it's, it's super cheap to be a part of, of Expand the Box Score. Go over to the website. Sign up. Just do it. It's it's a fantastic tool, and, and we love it. We use it each week. Head over to expandtheboxscore.com. Head on over to Twitter. Give the give the sh- uh, give them a follow, XTBboxscore. And then, of course, give my buddy here, Stoops, a follow, at, at, at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow, at RickyValera underscore. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in again. Until next time, Stoops and I will talk soon. See you later.